We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tom, why do you think the defensive intensity was so poor throughout? It's a great question. You know, um, but they they had their way. We got in a big hole, fought to get out, got to get out of it, and then came up short in the end. But we were playing with fire the whole game. So, you know, we, they shot the three, four, give up 14 threes, 68 points in the paint, 32 free throws, allow 60%. You know, we scored the ball fine, but it's hard to win like that. Isaac Dueck. I hope I pronounce I've gotten that name before. I hope I pronounce it correctly. Why is it McNutt doing color? While he's terrible, McNutt is top notch. McNutt is an all star. While he is a wannabe, I love McNutt. Do you? Hashtag Harlow for three. This is a strange comment in a game that Wally Zerbeck did not call. Um, I love Monica McNutt. She's a friend of the pod, and I am honored that she considers herself a friend of the pod. I would love for her an opp- for, to get an opportunity to do color. That's about it that I have to say about that. Um, strange, strange comment tonight, though. Busy. What's going on, Busy? Serious note. Um, hard to game plan for a team when they're without their star and you don't know how they play because he never misses games. Your game plan kind of goes out the window. That and the hot shooting and that's the ball game. Yeah, like, look, we're... Again, any loss. Any loss. <laughs> There's always going to be Monday morning quarterbacking and and things you say could have done this differently and that differently and especially hindsight's twenty twenty as we just talked about with Quickly. Quickly... Had a terrible game down the stretch. You know, it happens. Um, at the end of the day, you like you do kind of have to to tip your cap a little bit to some extent. Not saying the intensity was where it needed to be. I just had deja vu. How wild is that? Not saying the intensity was where it needed to be out of the gate, but um, you know, it's it's okay to tip your cap. It's okay. Busy uh, with another one. I still like what I see from this team onto Miami. Yeah, I don't know how you don't like what you see from this team. Like, you, what you, I think what you have to look for at this point in the season, this is just me. I'm like, what are the things that they do or don't do that I feel like we know are an unsolvable problem? that will not get better and that 
an opposing team is going to take advantage of. A smart opposing team is going to take advantage of. And I don't think... Like, we know that there are things that fluctuate, right? Obviously, I don't have to go through all the things that fluctuate with this team, including the head coach and the head coach's decision-making. And, like, sometimes he does things and makes decisions where you're like, eh, that's that's not great, Tibbs. Um, but much like I think Tibbs overall has done a very good job this year, overall, all of the players and the way they work together and the way that this team plays as a whole, overall you have a lot of confidence and you, I don't feel like there is any one thing where I'm like, man, that thing is just sitting out there. It really worries me. Um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, I don't, I don't think there is that, that one thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's like down the stretch of a tight game. If they're not, if they don't feel good about taking threes, their offense could be stymied if you have a big time rim protector and a guy like Gobert or Embiid or even a Jared Allen or an Evan Mobley. So like, yeah, but even that, it's like, I don't know. I'm not too, too worried about that. Um, so I feel, I still feel good about this team, but the, the, the thing and the reason I think I always push back against, you know, hash, uh, shout out Robert Cross, um, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals stuff and this and that is like, no, there is nothing out there where I'm like, man, that thing really worries me. And at the same time, and this is true of I think every team in the league other than maybe Milwaukee and Philly, the way they're playing. They're, like, this team could lose any night, you know? But again, that's true of the that's true of 27 other teams. <laughs> like, and and i you know, the Bucks could lose on any given night, and Philly could lose on any given night. Philly doesn't really lose very much lately, although I think they... Did they lose tonight? Yeah, they lost tonight to the Bulls in double overtime, so there you go. Um, so it could happen to anybody on any given night, you know? But, like, just that's... Again, that's the NBA in in 2023. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Busy. Sam Garcia's... Oh, come on. You guys are way too much. Seriously, seriously, seriously. You guys are way, 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 way too much. Sam Garcia's dad. Mm. Watch the game with Sam Garcia's mom, aka Madre. Wanted this one for Julius. I want to take this opportunity to say thank you, to say that KFS and this community you fostered is incredible. You make the W's better and the losses more bearable. You guys are the best. Cheers. Um, thank you. Can I say your name? I'm gonna say your name. Ray. Thank you, Ray. Uh, and thank you to the whole Garcia clan. Uh, I appreciate what you have added to the KFS community, the entire the entire Garcia family. It has made this season again. There are things that like I, there's specific things that I remember from like the we hear season doing post games and stuff. I think 10, 20, 30 years from now, I'm going to be like, Oh yeah, that year. I don't know what the, this we're going to refer to this year as, but like, you know, that year I'm going to be like, remember all those Garcia post games. Yeah. Post game chat. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> Silk Sutton um, with another one. Hi, John. Josh Hart said that before the game, he saw we weren't ready. I appreciate you clarifying. Yeah. You don't love it. But at least he's being honest. I appreciate the honesty. Sean, what's going on, Sean? How are you, buddy? No blame, but Tibbs not challenging the offensive foul by McDaniel on Jalen Bronson was key. Um, Dan Emanuel quickly fouls Mike on a three. 
Um, hits three free throws. New York down one. Never leads again. Maybe I'm getting my Andrew pop up here for a second because what's I'm up? Confused. The Jalen Brun- the the offensive foul push off. Wasn't that on the last possession or was there another one? So there's a second one that was on baseline. And when we saw it on the playback, Benji and I both commented like you could challenge that. Look, the the challenge stuff, I I struggle because there are things I it was about about two and a half left. There's a baseline call where Brunson tries to draw a charge. I thought he impeded the progress and I thought it gets iffy whether or not you could have called a foul. Although McDaniels, to Sean's point, does push off. Oh, that play. I commented on that in the moment. So that was you who all, so you and I both commented on it in the moment. Yeah. And that they would, was it no call or did they call a foul? They called it a foul. So that they called it a foul on Brunson. They called it a block. So here's where I am. Every coach has a video team behind the bench. They then turn on every potential challenge and get a green light of whether to challenge or not. The coach they don't even watch the it. liberty yeah. of what the video team says. If they, he's actually been very good lately. Of okay, my video team says the challenge. I will challenge for you know for what it's for the one late in the game. Which I guess can you challenge it? You okay. can't challenge a call if it's not made. So there was yeah, a so you can't challenge. I was about to say yeah. yeah, you can't challenge that one. Should he have challenged the earlier one? I personally, Sean, I don't. If you don't get it, you have one timeout with 317 yeah, left, and you're the in the same spot where you're up to protecting. And like, I, yeah, what I if there's the an out of bounds call that yeah. is blatant and you need your challenge? You know, I think the timeout is too is too viable there. The the other call that I didn't agree with, I didn't think. And again, would it have mattered? But like the when, when quickly when they overturned the quickly the foul on whoever it was on quickly. I mean, I, I that's why I mean like. The NBA, in a weird way, like their review process seems to be a little different from football. Football, it's like you need clear and convincing evidence, and they are. And God knows, football has gotten into a lot of problems with that, but they stick by it. I think mm-hmm. for the most part, basketball. There's a lot of play. I'm not just talking about the Knicks. I just like watching games. You know, every night feels like there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, they overturned that. You know, but I don't to, know. So maybe, to Sean's general comment, though, this was the portion of the game where I thought. Like the quickly foul is to me is the portion that I thought was the key. The the play of the game, the key moment of the game was him fouling Conley on the three. Cause like he said, they never led after that. Now look, could he have challenged? Could the video team have said Tibbs challenge this one and you see what happens? Sure. But also like, losing quick, the time out there. Quick, don't foul on a three. <laughs> you know, like I, I get it, it. Gobert set an elite screen, and Conley's a savvy veteran that might have forced it. But I'm more upset at the foul than the the foul on quickly than the one on Brunson that could have been reversed. You know, I thought for for my two cents, I know the Conley free throws gave them the lead. The next possession, I thought Brunson got a good look. And although, as Benji commented on, they it seemed like they overcomplicated things. Like Mitch was there, and it's like they made it a, maybe a tougher shot than it needed to be. Still, he makes that shot. He didn't make it this time. And then I thought the Prince three after that was the backbreaker mm-hmm. because then it's like, oh my god, we're all of a sudden we're down four. And then Randall loses the ball, and it's it not he lost the ball and then fouled McDaniel's in the same. Instant, same yeah. play. McDaniel sinks both free throws. Oh, now you're down six. Yeah, so. I agree. 
And that's what I'm just simply saying the momentum turn was the quickly foul on the three. And then you're right. The backbreaker were the next two possessions. And to your point about the, cause I know someone mentions why didn't Mitch get back in the game? Why didn't Mitch close the Nick strategy down the stretch should have been to get Gobert as far away from the rim as possible. And yeah. we commented at certain times in the first half on playback that when you beat your man, but Mitch is in the dunker spot, you're bringing arguably the best I, rim protector in the NBA. Yeah. Just I, sitting there, you know. I misspoke a moment ago. It was Hardenstein that was getting involved in the action, not not Mitch. Because so Hardenstein, the the beauty of having him on the floor in the second half, I, I noticed it a few times where he's not camping out in the corner, but he's not in the dunker spot. So he's, you know, 15 feet away, and you can, you know, get to the rim a little more. The and, one that Brunson did hit, which is a step back on Conley, but it was clear that they were kind of. Gobert was playing off. He would have helped if he could have. And unfortunately, it didn't work as well. Yeah. And like, I don't want to make this into a Hardenstein versus Mitch thing, but like Hardenstein is like, I don't think it's out of turn to say he's the savvier player. Um, there is a part of me that does feel a little bit safer with him on the floor, although you do feel like, you know, you're giving up the offensive. I mean, he gets a fair share of his offensive rebounds as well. Um, are you giving up too much rim protection? I mean, that's the question. I think that's where it really comes down to. Hardenstein played 20 minutes at three assists. You know, again, scoring wasn't the issue in this game, but like he does things that just Mitch doesn't do. I don't know. It's a tough call. Yeah, I'll stay. Anyway, you want to stay on for the rest? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Alex, will we ever see a good defensive game from Grimes again? Yes, we will. He's, he's again, this has been... Uh, and I think this has been a, a, an adjustment for Grimes. Is talk about we always talk about RJ's role gets adjusted, right? I think this has been an adjustment for Grimes. Also, second year player development's not linear, you know. So I'm I'm not worried about Grimes one bit. I think he's gonna be fine. Kevin Danishevsky, I was more shocked, appalled at the after the Dallas game than frustrated. Okay, so now we're talking semantics here. I was That's all fine. of the above, Kevin. Any any negative emotion a person can have, I had it after the Dallas game. Uh, Ed Paolo, what's going on again, Ed? Also, Tibbs has to challenge the offensive foul call on RJ. Such a bad call and killed momentum. Um, this was in the third quarter. Yeah, I don't. I mean, killed momentum. Look, the our, well, Julius Randle scored twenty six points. He got the momentum back. I, I think this is the play you're talking about because RJ didn't have. Even if it was in the fourth, I, I look. Is it possible that? A play could be big enough momentum wise to 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 warrant a challenge. I, I don't I don't actually wait a minute. So yeah, so what would they have done? They would have overturned it and then called because basket was over, good. So they would have if they overturn it, then basket's oh, good. Get, okay. Well then yeah. maybe I don't know. I'd have to see the replay. I, I in the moment I don't think I thought it was an egregious call. I also don't remember looking very carefully at the replay, so it could have been a bad call. I'm, I struggle with the challenges because like, if there's an egregious... You need to guarantee that it's going to work. If it's going to lead to two points, like obviously you, you do that. I just... The judgment calls on the foul are, are risky for me, at least. You know? Yeah. Personally. Um, Hush, what's going on, Hush, again? I know people were not Missing, but I wish Tibbs took a page from the Clippers and went five out. I feel like it could have went different with Randall so hot. 
Yeah, I, I I think you want with Randall going like that. It gives you, it's just more of an incentive to go more defense, not less defense, especially with Gobert in the game. So unless you're saying go five out when they go to read, but the but again that's again there's a there's a subtle little part that we've I mean this is so far afoul of anything that's really relevant at this point, but like I think if Tibbs had more faith in Obi, they might do that more, but. The fact is that why does Tibbs not have ultimate faith in Obi Toppin is because Obi Toppin does things like miss box out sometimes. And, you know, it's like that there's, there's, there is something there, which is partially why it's like you do feel like you're losing some something by going, by going small. And what are you gaining? That's the key. If Randall's doing what he's doing, do you need to go five out? So it's, it's tough. We put up 134 points tonight. Thanks, Osh. Kevin with another one. Kings about to lose to the tanking jazz. <laughs> Typical 2023. After everybody's been blowing smoke up the Kings butts uh all uh all for a while now. The game's final, by the way. The Kings they lost to lose? the tanking jazz who sat who sat um Jordan Clarkson, sat Laurie Marketing. Yeah. Um and we should also say the Mavs lost. That's the spin zone tonight, by the way. You want to talk about this being a positive? Now the Kings are just, the, it's not the Kings, the Timberwolves are now just a half game behind Dallas. So if you're rooting for the Dallas oh. pick, be as good as possible. The spin zone is that this helped the Timberwolves gain ground with, on Minis- on Dallas. With Irving in what I just saw from a few tweets that popped up on my on my thing, a precautionary walking boot? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there, you're welcome, people who want to see the Dallas pick be as good as possible. I mean, the the Mavs, granted, have, I think, a, a fairly easy schedule down the stretch, but they are, I mean, they have 10 games left, and they're they're a 500 team, mm-hmm. which is, what are we? We're 11 games over? Yes. What's the latest on Luka? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so Shrug is the latest. They, they go into Golden State on Wednesday. Golden State does win at home. And then they have a back-to-back against the Hornets. The Hornets put up a feisty effort tonight, I think, against... I forget who they played, but they were either... I think they were either up by a bunch or down by a bunch. I don't know. And then they... But that ended up being a close game. And then it then Dallas has a five-game East Coast road trip at mm-hmm. Charlotte, at Indiana, at Philly, at Miami. Talk about a game we'll be watching uh, closely. At Atlanta. And then they finish with Kings at home, Bulls at home. Bulls could be fighting for a lot in that game and then they finish unfortunately with the Spurs for over 30 years the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results whether you've been injured in a car accident fall construction accident or other traumatic event Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award regardless of the severity of your injury and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Paul Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Power up for springtime with Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, but skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. No matter what your lifestyle, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest with keto, calorie-smart, vegan veggie, and Protein Plus meals on the menu each week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of more than 36 quick bites, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Looking to cut back on takeout? Get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheap, Cheaper, but meals are ready quicker than restaurant delivery. Just two minutes. Also, eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to your vegan or veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool50 and use the code filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool50 to get 50% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Last one. Last one. Ed Paola, it's not always about winning, losing challenges. It also shows you're supporting, defending your players. For sure. I don't know if that was the... I completely agree with you. And I think that was... It wasn't a challenge, but I thought Tibbs getting a tech on when Gordon drove on RJ and he thought... And RJ played really tough defense on Gordon. And he, it could have been called a travel on Gordon. It could have been called an offensive foul on Gordon. Tibbs got a technical foul after that. I thought that was kind of in that spirit. I don't know if in that moment it felt like... Because that's something you do when you feel like your player is really getting railroaded. And I, I, I didn't... I don't know. Again, we'll agree to disagree there. I understand where you're coming from. I just don't see it the same way, Ed. So that foul happened in with 6.04 left in the third quarter. The Knicks were down... If it goes in, the Knicks are down 97-92. And then he's got a free throw. Um, down 97-92? Yes, they'd have been down. They were down 97-90 when this okay. happened. So after that happened, 
the Knicks then went on a 18 to 12 run to tie the to be down one, and most of it was Julius Randle. I get support. I get wanting to support your player. I just I don't remember the play sticking out as much that it was like, oh, that should have been an offense. That should have been an off a uh, defensive foul. I'd call it so that way you can show support for RJ. I just like I, I I'd rather save my challenge for a very clear and definitive chance to get a possession, chance to get a bucket in later in the game, you know, or just in general, a clear and definitive uh, possession. And look, if we see on the, the film later, then Ed Paula was right. That's the hashtag for tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just saw Bobby Marks tweeted out, so I just went to take a look. Six through 12 in the West. Yeah, That's it's one, nuts. two, three, four, five, six, seven teams separated by two games. So the same distance between five and six in the East is the distance between six and being out of the play-in in the West. By the way, Wally was doing color tonight on the radio. Oh, on the radio. Okay. Yeah. Also, Sean was in attendance at the in the building tonight. Oh, cool. He's in the, he's in the chat, letting people know. And I'll I'll just respond to one thing. He said that he paid attention to the bench when that Brunson foul happened to see if Tibbs turned to the video team. What I've actually noticed, and this is where Johnny Bryant taking more of a hands-on role has come into play. He'll actually go get Tibbs' attention if the video team is like go now if it's blatant and he wants to check. Tibbs will do it, but this is where Bryant will usually come in handy and as the assistant coach say, like, hey, you might want to take a look at this. So hmm. yeah. Um challenges to me are a coaching staff decision because of like Tibbs isn't sitting there with an iPad, you know. Yes, agree. I also don't um, know what he would do with an iPad. I don't think he would know what to do with it. Right. Um, last thing I'll say, and then we'll get out of here. Like and it was funny because Dom, Dom, shout out Dom Capuchini. Um, he reached out to me afterwards because he made a comment in the last post game about like coasting down the, down the stretch, and I kind of pushed back on it. And he reached out to me to clarify. He's like, I didn't mean coast like coast. It's just like after that, it feels like we'll be able like we you don't we don't have to play like every game where it's like oh my god our lives depend on their ability to win this game. After tonight. I I feel comfortable being like the Knicks have to keep their foot on the gas all the way through here from here on in, and they will have to win. They will have to win some games. Um, and I I will say it again. I do not think they're getting the fifth seed if they don't beat Miami one of those two times. If they beat Miami one of those two times, they will get the fifth seed. If they do not beat me, Miami either one of those two times, I do not think they will get the fifth seed. Who do you think passes them? Miami. So you have Miami potentially going. If my hold on, if Miami beats us the, those last two games, which again, mm -hmm. I th I'm not saying they will do. I'm not saying I think they'll do. I'm just saying if I think Miami passes them, yeah, because I look looking at Miami's schedule down the stretch. I again, and they have not earned this they positivity for me. They have not earned it with their level of play because they have not played well. And this is me not being able to quit heat culture. Hashtag heat culture. Can't quit it. They yeah, almost lost to Detroit yesterday. I know. I watched the game. I was watching the game. I had the game on. We were recording the pod. It was they were, mm -hmm. Detroit was winning middle uh, like three or four minutes left in the game. A they Detroit did team without. They anybody. did lose to Chicago on a back to back, and Chicago had just played two overtimes the other night. Yeah, and they were and Miami went down twenty seven 
points to that Chicago team. They also nearly came back. This Miami team is not a great team, but they find themselves game after game after game in tight games down the stretch. And looking at their schedule here, I just like... they, I think the Knicks need to win one of those two games. That's all I'm saying. I think the Knicks need to win one of those two games. I think I'd feel much better if they win one of those two games. I'm like, I'm, I'd be more concerned about like, and if they lose on Wednesday, this is now two in a row. Then you have a back to back in Orlando. That's now three in That's a row. Exactly. That's yeah. my, but like, it has nothing to do with the Miami Heat and more to do well, with the New York Knicks, you know? I, fair. That's fair. Like, but I, in your scenario, the Heat are winning. How many games this season? So they what go? Seven I basically I'm, I'm, my argument is that the if they take both against us, they have nine games left, right? Yeah, so they so have to go seven, seven games and two. not against the Knicks. Yes. Other than their game, I think it's in Philly, right? The game yeah, in Philly, in Philly. And other than home that against, game, home against Dallas, but like you said, that's you know. Other than the Philly game, they should be favored in every other game, other than the game at. New York, which again, I'm putting we're putting the two New York games aside. We're just looking at their other seven games. In those other seven, other than the Philly game, they'll be favored in every other one of those games. Um, so are they gonna win all seven? Or sorry, are they gonna win all six? Again, put the Philly game aside. No, but can they go five and two? Certainly they could go five and two. So if they go five and two and you play this out, if we lose both of those Miami games, they go five and two. And we go four and three in our other seven games. They they pass us on the tiebreaker. So then you look at the rest of the next schedule and you say, okay, can the Knicks lose three more games? And I could find three more losses on the next schedule from here on in. You just mentioned Orlando on the second half of a back to back. The Cleveland game in Cleveland is not going to be easy. So then. Again, that's two. And then it's like you face the Pacers twice. You're going to beat the Pacers if they're still fighting for the plan. You should win both of those games for sure. So the but scenario a, you're you know, painting is that the Heat win 46 games, the Knicks win 46 games. I haven't added it up, but I guess that's what you're. But the Knicks get four more wins, is what you're saying. The whole rest of the season, yeah. they're gonna yes. win four more games. That would be the scenario that I'm painting, and that's if the Heat go five and two. Do the Heat have it in them to go? F- no, 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 seven and two, because the two wins would have I to understand. be against yes. the Knicks. So a team that's hovered around 500 this season. We'll go seven and two. And my pushback is like you I think the the Heat have it in them to go at seven and two down the stretch. And that's but, where my pushback is like they just have not showed us that they can. And again, and it, they lost to the Bulls the other night. And the other the other part of this is again just talking like focusing on the Knicks. I like those those last four like do you do you really want the Knicks to be in a position where they have to go four and oh in the last four games? I don't think for, they. So this is this is we're now just in circles. I don't think they're going to need to go four zero in those last four games. Okay, and last we'll make the circle around one last time. If they lose both of those two games to the Heat, which again, two of their next four games are against Miami. If they lose both of those, and then, I mean, the, the, I mean, you brought it up a second ago that that Rockets game becomes, or sorry, not the Rockets game, the the Magic game. Um. And then they lose to Cleveland, even if they win the Magic game and they beat the Rocket game and they lose to Miami again and they lose to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Then that puts them in a position where at that point, what did I say? Four and three doesn't get it. So they have to go five and two. They would have lost to Cleveland. So then they could afford 
one more loss. One more scenario. loss. Yeah. You know, so then, okay, so then that gives you a little, that gives you a little cushion. And again, in this scenario, if you're losing twice to Miami, you're beating both Orlando and Houston. If you lose Cleveland, but they could be Cleveland too. I don't know. We're, we're now we're talking around circles. So New York Knicks, whoever's watching tonight, please put John's PTSD at ease. Win one of these games against the Miami Heat, please and thank you. And it just, last thing, last thing. <laughs> After the year that they've had, do you really feel like it's it would be poetic justice for them to not have to win one more big game potentially with their backs feeling against the wall? I think it, I think that would be fitting to yeah. have to win one more big game, and that's more where the impetus for me is coming from. Okay. I, I'm very confident in this team. That's the the the, the thing they've given me now is that team. there's the the fifth seed is within reach. The the fifth seed is like a, a foregone conclusion, and they will end up with like 47, 48 wins, and we'll be talking about Donovan Mitchell for a week. I I agree with you completely, and at the same time, this is a league where the Denver Nuggets who steamrolled. Mm-hmm. Everybody for four months are suddenly having a crisis of confidence and a league in which the Boston Celtics, who played a calendar year, putting up a net rating, the likes of which we haven't seen since like the, the KD Warriors, all of a sudden are a 500 team for over a month. Nick's a better um, coach than those teams, John. What's that? Nick's a better coach than those teams, John. <laughs> so my point is that it doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter how good your system is, how like secure, you know what you want to do at both ends of the floor, the whole thing. I mean, Jesus, the freaking world defending world champion warriors are putting together one of the strangest seasons in terms of the road versus the, the home. And they, they were like, okay, we're mean business now a week ago. And what do they do? They went and lost three straight road games that they, against teams they should two of them against teams they should have won so it's like it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter how much like you're saying I have confidence in this team I have confidence in this team too but again you know I'll borrow from Mark Stein hashtag this league like you you can lose any night you know and just like the Knicks did tonight very I'd be surprised if any person in Miami has the confidence you do that the Heat will go seven and two down the stretch uh, okay, I'm. Uh, this is just from talking to to some people I know. to and listening. Oh, this is my Levitard show obsession. Like, this is this is the Miami Heat team headed for forty three wins. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo have been on the team all season. I understand. Eric Spolstra, Spolstra. Sorry. Um, I just if those three guys are there, I'm not counting them out of any game. That's all. Okay, fair. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, appreciate everybody watching the whole way through. We don't have any more super chats, right? Nope. Um, we will be back uh, for. We got a. We got. Oh, uh, do we want to say we're, what's tomorrow night? Or we're so that? two things. Yeah. First of all, an episode of Dream Draft Rules Everything Around Me with Chris Persianen will be live on Tuesday night at seven p.m. Here on all live platforms, Facebook Live, uh, Twitter Live, and of course here on the KFS YouTube channel. Uh, NCAA tournament is going on right now. So if you have uh, tournament questions, draft questions, please bring them. 
uh, Chris will answer as many as he possibly can in the time that he is live. Um, and then we will have a tournament that we've already recorded uh, and will release Wednesday morning for you. John, Jeremy, and I did the Knicks One Shining Moment bracket where we decide of the last 25 years, what is the one shining moment that the Knicks have had above all else? Spoiler alert, Julius Randle's 57-point game would have made this tournament even though it was during a loss. Um, although, in hindsight, it would have been a lower seed, but I digress. Uh, his shot against Miami is part of this tournament. See how far it goes. That'll drop Wednesday morning. And then the homie Giancarlo Navas makes his return to the Knicks film school pregame pod. Um, it's going to be a two parter. Also, Jonathan Zaslow of uh, he's a South Florida radio legend. Uh, he's also now part of the Blue Wire podcast network. And both of them are going to join me for this in two separate parts of the pregame pod. So uh, plenty of content dropping over the next couple of days. I also just want to point out one, one last thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is we've we've talked around this in several different ways, but it, I think it does bear repeating. And again, shout out to Benji. He always manages to nail an entire game down in one tweet, 280 characters or less. Uh, his grades, Randall got an A plus, not a single other player got above a B. And I don't think he was wrong. I don't think anyone else deserved to be. Um, and think about how many games have the Knicks played where you only had one player that really stood out in a big time significant positive way. Usually there's at least two and usually more than two guys. Usually there's three or four where, you know, again, I feel like a broken record. I, you know, so many times I'm like, how the hell am I going to figure out the stars of the game for this game tonight? Um, I haven't done this in a while, but I think I might just go ahead and give all, I think this one deserves all six. Mm. Shout out Julius Randall. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, thank you everybody again for watching. We'll be back with more fun and games again. Chris, make sure you check him out tomorrow uh, or on Tuesday night. And then uh, Wednesday, big game, baby. <laughs> Got that right. Jeez. All right. Later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.